0: Welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions, and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, Dargaville. Hello there, friend. In this episode, we're speaking all about acne and the skin microbiome. Now, we've been led to believe over the years that skin issues are purely external and happen in isolation. For example, if you have acne, all you can do is cleanse your face properly and apply topical treatment. But if you've been around here for a while, I'm guessing you understand that this just isn't the case. Acne and other skin issues are a symptom of a deeper issue. Let me repeat that. Acne and other skin issues are a symptom of a deeper issue. Now, that could be an imbalance of the skin microbiome, as we chat about in this episode, or it could be due to poor gut health, food sensitivities or hormonal imbalances, just to name a few. I do have another whole episode on skin health, so if you want to learn about my take on getting to the root cause of acne, eczema, and other skin issues, head to episode number 39 of this podcast. In this episode, I'm speaking with Jug Varma, PhD, who is the co-founder and CEO of Phyla. He has over 10 years of microbiome research experience, including an extensive background in bioorganic chemistry, microbiology, and synthetic biology. His scientific work has been published in many prestigious journals, including Nature. So let's get into the episode. Hi, York, Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me, friend. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to have you here and be diving into this conversation all around skin health and our microbiome. So let's dive straight in. How is our microbiome connected to our skin?
1: Well, I always like to start off by saying that most people are just completely unaware of the fact that they have a rainforest on their skin. Um, This rainforest is invisible, and its trees are made up of microbes, bacteria, viruses, and fungi. Uh, This rainforest, uh, which is incredibly diverse, is called the microbiome. So this microbiome, which is this community of microbes, lives on our skin. And, and you, so you have a skin microbiome, just like you have a gut microbiome, and, you, know, you have on your mouth and your nose, pretty much you're covered in this stuff. And this skin microbiome is this invisible layer that protects us. It keeps us healthy and prevents us from being sick every single day. And so what's been really exciting is over the last you know, 15 to 20 years, Uh, we've come to appreciate this a lot more. We've done a lot of research in this area and we've actually been astonished to find that the way that it, the many, many ways that it functions and interacts with our health um, actually leads us uh, in in many paths towards uh, health or sometimes towards disease when the microbiome is out of balance.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's so fascinating. And I think you know, anyone listening to this podcast is probably pretty familiar with the gut microbiome now, but to think that we have these microbial communities all over the body, and also in particular, our skin is so, so fascinating. And I think when it comes to skin health, it's one of those areas that we think is happening in isolation. You know, we've been taught that we need to use these Um, you know, just topical treatments and that our diet and lifestyle factors have nothing to do with our skin. And also, you know, these topical treatments that are conventionally used have, you know, I suppose, don't respect what's actually going on in terms of our skin microbiome. So, so what's your take on this, you know, skin microbiome and how that actually impacts, you know, I suppose, the visual appearance of our skin and uh, you know, acne and any other skin concerns that people may be experiencing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that is really the, the crux of the question. Uh, and, and I totally agree with your point, by the way, of how all of these systems are interconnected, and none of these works in isolation, because it it, it really is an integrated network of signals that your body is responding to and, and living amongst. Uh, now, for the skin microbiome, like I said, it's this community that that keeps you healthy. And all of our skin microbiomes are different because you know our history is different. The way we were born, how we were born, what we eat, how we grew up is, is different. But when we're healthy, our skin microbiome all share one trait, which is that they're in balance. Your balance might look different from my balance, but we're all in balance. Now, when you have a chronic microbial disease like uh, acne or eczema on your skin, uh, and, and there are a lot of similarities to the gut here, right? So, so a lot of your readers or, sorry, your listeners are probably listening and nodding along to, oh yeah, I, 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 this has a lot of analogies to gut issues and they would be right. Uh, but in the case of skin, when you have something like acne or eczema, a bad bacteria comes in and it disrupts this balance. So in order to restore the balance, what we need to do is, reduce the overgrowth of that bad bacteria and sort of put it in its place um, and restore that balance in, your, in our microbiome. But far too often, unfortunately, the only options we've had is to use harsh treatments. Uh, in the case of acne, it's products like benzoyl peroxide, antibiotics, even retinoids. These are all antibacterial in nature, but they're killing both the good bacteria and the bad bacteria. So it's a little bit like turning your rainforest into a desert because you're killing absolutely everything without, you know, indiscriminately. So this leads not only to harsh side effects, uh, again, which most people are familiar with because 85% of us have acne at some point in our life. Um, You know, redness, dryness, irritation, sometimes even worse. Uh, But in depleting this microbiome, which is so, you know, pivotal to keeping our skin healthy, we're actually um, uh, increasing the chances that we will get a relapse uh, of acne. And this, unfortunately, is also familiar that you use an acne product or an acne treatment. It works for a while and then it stops working. It's because you're actually weakening that this invisible layer that's supposed to protect you. And when you have no protection, the the bad bacteria keep growing back faster.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's so interesting. So question for you we know that you know obviously the gut for example impacts the skin does the skin microbiome impact other areas of our body and our health and obviously you know acne in particular and other skin concerns do cause mental health challenges for a lot of people because of just you know being self-conscious of that but you know in terms of any other sort of systemic impacts are there any that you know relate to the skin microbiome
1: so there's, this is an area of active research, um, and it's a pretty young field um, right now. There are a few sort of signals that the skin microbiome and your gut microbiome or gut health and skin health are somewhat interconnected. For the most part, it seems sort of uh, that the, that bad gut health or, or gut dysbiosis can reflect in your skin. and you know, from an immunology point of view, that's kind of easy to see because the skin is the largest organ. There's also just like, so the gut and the skin share a common trait, which is that there's a lot of immune surveillance there, which means that the buildup of immune cells along the skin and along the gut are actually pretty high compared to other organs in our body. And so if you inflame or put out of sync uh, one part you know the immune system in one part of the body then that general inflammation can carry over of course having said that for diseases like acne for even diseases like eczema a more uh, solid link has not yet been established uh, that doesn't mean there isn't one uh, or that you know it, we don't know if it's more direct or more subtle uh, but because this field is so young unfortunately we don't have a lot of satisfying answers. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I find those p- fields really exciting because there's a lot to learn, uh, and so we're probably going to learn a lot more about this in the future. Having said that, you know, acne is a fascinating example of a, of a kind of complicated disease, which microbiome research has shown to to have quite a, a singular origin. So we all know, for example, that acne is affected by diet, right? I mean, a lot of people say, oh, spicy foods trigger my acne or oily foods trigger my acne. And that is true to an extent. Uh, It doesn't happen for all people. Uh, But the reason for that is that when you eat certain foods, it changes the quality and amount of sebum, which is oil on your skin. This is naturally produced oil, it's good for you. Um, And and a lot of people unfortunately think, oh, the oil is bad, the oil is the problem, I'm going to dry out my face. Well, according to microbiome or by microbiome research, what we've uncovered is that The oil on your skin is feeding a bacterium called C acnes or QT bacterium acnes, uh, and the overgrowth of this bacterium causes acne or causes the inflammation that leads to acne. So yes, you could dry out your skin, but what if you killed the bacteria that was overgrowing instead of the food that the bacteria was eating and then overgrowing? So diet can indirectly have an impact on your acne, but it's much better to just go to the bacteria, go to the source and and, and control the bacterial overgrowth.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that's not necessarily, you know, a root cause approach with the diet. It's basically possibly, you know, just help managing your symptoms versus actually addressing that, you know, imbalance of, of bacteria. Right. So what are the factors that actually, you know, can drive this imbalance of bacteria in the first place and then lead to, you know, conditions like acne?
1: So, you know, like I said, acne is a pretty complex disease, uh, and it's affected by many factors. Diet is one, uh, stress, hormones, genetics, these are all factors. But these are actually secondary factors that support a primary cause of acne, which is the overgrowth of these bacteria. Now, uh, so for example, if you're stressed, you sweat more, you know, your body's producing more sebum and therefore you're feeding the bacteria more, right? Uh, hormonally, you know, you have cycles and um, um, especially during your teenage years, you know, you have a lot of hormone, hormonal activity. And so uh, that stimulates your sebum uh, and, and, and feeds the bacteria. Uh, and it's a similar idea with genetics where some people just have larger pores, tend to sweat more, et cetera, et cetera. But all of these are just changing the quality and quantity of the oil on your skin. And like I said, your your body's naturally producing these oils in order to keep your skin um, healthy, uh, keep it from drying out, uh, keeping it from getting wrinkles and prematurely aging. And so it's important. Uh, And so a lot of conventional treatments just try to dry out the skin. But what we found is we use this amazing technology using bacteriophages to selectively kill only the bad bacteria that's overgrowing instead of killing all the bacteria on your skin or drying out your skin or any other indirect way to to get at acne. Um, We go straight to the source, we kill only the bad bacteria and we're able to actually not affect any of the good bacteria. And the result is that You build back a more resilient microbiome, one that's stronger, one that doesn't let the bad bacteria grow back. And over time, slowly, you're building a healthier, protective layer on your skin.
0: So if someone has, you know, one of these, you know, common skin conditions like acne, for example, is there any way to know exactly what is going on with their skin microbiome? Or is it really just a matter of, you know, I suppose, assuming that based on their symptoms, they have some sort of imbalance, you know, or overgrowth of bad bacteria, and that is what is driving their symptoms?
1: Well, in the case of acne, the fact that you have acne, I think, is the the indicator, right? Um, if you didn't, you know, if, if you have healthy, glowing skin and you don't have blemishes, then you know your skin is is pretty much telling you it's giving you feedback that you're taking good care of it. And, and unfortunately, acne is on our face; uh, it is literally skin deep, so it's really hard to hide from. Uh, and that more's the shame because. Acne affects us at the most vulnerable time in our life, when we're teenagers usually, uh, or young adults, Um, and it affects all parts of our life, professional, social, you know, you go to college, you go to class, or you go to work, um, and it's really hard to hide. Um, And unfortunately, the ways that we have to hide it, like makeup or, you know, heavy application of of, of concealer and so on, unfortunately, usually worsen the the acne. So it's really like putting a Band-Aid on it unfortunately there aren't a lot of great options out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So for anyone who is experiencing acne right now, what are the things that they can do? Obviously you've spoken a little bit about, you know, the, um, sort of approach to addressing the skin microbiome. Um, but what are the main things that they can get started on to actually, you know, help them overcome this acne?
1: Yeah. So, um, Obviously there are simple things you can do, right? Like simple, uh, good hygiene, you know, wash your face twice a day, um, treat it kind of kindly is is great, that's a good start. Um, And then you have to sort of weigh your options. Um, Right now, a lot of uh, options are benzoyl peroxide, which is over the counter. Uh, Some retinoids are over the counter. Uh, or you go to your doctor and they'll usually prescribe you a mix of you know, antibiotics or retinoids. And like I said, those are all you know, clinically proven uh, treatments for acne. But unfortunately, from our point of view, they cause a lot of damage, they, they damage your skin. Um, the redness, the dryness, the irritation, those are all you know evidence of damage that is doing to your skin. And because of that, a lot of people can't use this stuff all the time. And since acne is a chronic condition, you need a product that that needs to be used day in and day out and take care of your skin day in and day out. So, um, you know, I started doing research on this several years ago, uh, and we discovered a a, a microorganism called bacteriophages or phages. so phages are harmless viruses that only kill bacteria. Uh, they don't basically interact with human cells. They don't even interact with any other bacteria. They just you know, find and kill the bacteria of choice. Uh, and so we've discovered C. acne's bacteriophages. Um, and because of these wonderful properties that they have, that they kill only the bacteria of interest and not any of the good bacteria, Uh, And because they're so safe and well-tolerated on on their skin, uh, they turn out to be a fantastic solution for this problem. Because the really interesting part is, uh, it has been shown that these phages, these particular phages, are actually found disproportionately on healthy skin. So in other words, you know, we all have those annoying friends who never get a zit in their life never get you know, a blemish or a pimple on their face. And chances are that they're carrying this phage around on their skin, and it's naturally keeping the levels of bad bacteria down. Um, and so our thought was, you know, maybe you're not born with it, uh, but you should still have the benefit of, of this effect. So we decided to democratize this microbe. Uh, we put it in a bottle uh, and thus um, my company Phyla was born.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's super fascinating. And I think it's really, uh, you know, so great for people to have different alternatives because a lot of the people that I work with are doing all the things and trying really hard and, you know, trying to go the natural approach, whether they may have taken something like, you know, racutane in the past. Uh, And it can be really challenging because in terms of skincare i suppose with you know dealing with something like acne there are not a lot of great solutions out there so i, I really like that this is sort of having that you know root cause approach of actually addressing the microbiome or what's going on uh, you know that's would definitely complement you know all of this other work that people can do with supporting their stress levels and uh, you know skin hygiene and good nutrition and all of that
1: Absolutely. And like you said, you know, it's a holistic approach. It's, it's really important. And, and I think the pandemic has exacerbated that, you know, we've all had these, we've um, heard about maskne, which was a, a thing that grew out of the pandemic, because we're just using our masks a lot. Uh, why do we get maskne? It's because all of us, you, me, pretty much every adult on this planet has sea acne on our skin. Obviously, we all don't have acne. Uh, the reason is because we all live in um, harmony or in balance with this organism. The organism is not bad in itself. It's an overgrowth of it relative to the other you know, bacteria in its community that is bad. So when it overgrows, it rings a bell, an alarm bell in the immune system, and the immune system reacts with inflammation, which is basically what acne is. So the goal is not to eradicate the bacteria. The goal is to keep it in its right um, sort of amount, reduce overgrowth, and restore balance to the system. Using these other conventional methods is kind of like going into surgery and being given a hammer when you really need a scalpel. Because um, with the microbiome and with acne, all you need to do is reduce the overgrowth of this one type of bacteria. You don't need to go crazy and you know kill all the good bacteria. Um, And so having a technology that actually does that is actually pretty cool. And, you know, the effects have been great. Uh, In fact, we even did a clinical trial and the insights we got from that were really fascinating.
0: Yeah, that's so fascinating. And I think it's also great to have an alternative for people because, you know, with things like Accutane, which I know many, many people have been on, you know, as teenagers or even later in life, that can have, you know, other potential side effects. Like you said, with the sort of hammer analogy, that that could also be possibly affecting your gut microbiome. And, you know, definitely there have been links to, uh, you know, mental health impacts, specifically with um, with Accutane so you know if you can avoid that through using these sort of more holistic approaches that aren't going to you know take down other body systems and adversely impact your body then that is you know, a, a very good thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, a, and again, not to say that these don't work. Of course they work. They've been clinically proven to work, but the, the collateral damage that they're doing to your skin is something that people had just had to live with, right? They just had to suck it up in the past. And to be sure, there are some people who say, what are you talking about? I was on Accutane for a month or two, got completely clear, never looked back. You know, my skin has been great since
0: these things work, as you said, it's not like Accutane isn't necessarily going to work, but for some people, of course it doesn't. So yeah, having, having these options that are not going to be um, harmful is, is really a really great thing. So do you have any final pieces of advice or things that you'd like to share with the listeners?
1: Yeah. You know, so I'm a scientist, um, and now, um, you know, one of the things I'm doing is running a skincare company, uh, not something that I, I ever thought <laughs> I'd do, or that was a linear goal for me, you know? Um, but having been sort of thrown into this skincare industry, you know, I'm a scientist. I, I've had no previous affiliation to the skincare industry. And, and I just sort of call them as I see him because, um, Fundamentally, for me, my passion is to educate people to help them understand their, you know, their problems and issues better, uh, and then hopefully to help them, you know, get a, find a solution for them. So, in skincare, generally, the trend is towards more and more and more. Uh, thankfully, we're seeing a trend to less now, uh, and by that, I mean I think there was a study out of Australia a, a few years ago that said that the average woman puts on in excess of 500 ingredients every single day, skincare ingredients. Now, surely your skin can live without some of those, right? (laughs) So, you know, I would say as a general rule of thumb, you know, everyone's skincare regimen, everyone's skincare sort of history and journey is different. But I would advise, try to find fewer ingredients, fewer products that are higher quality, They they don't have that doesn't mean that they have to be expensive right, Uh, but just things that are more pure things that are more whole. um, And in fewer ingredients with less filler uh, that you put on your skin, uh, so you don't have to clog it and create a problem that you know some other brand or product tries to solve because. um, It turns out, you know for for hundreds and thousands, probably millions of years we've been surviving and we've probably been fine, in fact. Uh, there are observational studies of tribes like the Yanomami in Brazil. Um, So worldwide, the prevalence of acne in in people is about 85%. Whether you're in India or China or the US or Europe or Australia, 85% of people generally get acne. In the Yanomami people, that percentage is zero. And the big difference between their skin and our skin is that their skin has incredible microbiome diversity. So think about how you can improve microbiome diversity for yourself, even for your kids, you know, it's really important at an early age, let them go out in nature, let them play in the dirt, Um, go out in nature, don't overburden your skin with too many products. uh, And hopefully you can slowly, slowly find a change for the better.
0: Yeah, that is really great advice. And I think simplifying is just so powerful you know people often do the same thing with supplements and just you know try to address what they've got going on with more and more supplements and i imagine with skin you know more and more products but just actually going for you know the high quality practitioner grade supplements and same goes for the skincare and actually just taking a more targeted approach Yes, it might feel like, you know, perhaps you are spending more money on things, for example, but it's actually targeted to what you need and going to get you better results in the end.
1: Absolutely. And as we learn more and more about these connections, um, hopefully companies like ours will be able to make products uh, leveraging all of that know-how and research. Uh, And that really is a goal of mine is to look at the latest research and then say, okay, how does this translate? How can we take this knowledge and put this in consumers' hands so they have better choices, uh, better options, and they're not stuck with something from that was developed 40 years ago or eighty years ago? You know.
0: Thank you so much. This has been a really great conversation. I've definitely learned some things and I'm sure everyone listening has learned plenty as well. So thank you so much for your time and we'll pop all of those links and everything in the show notes as well. So you can go and check that out.
1: Such a pleasure chatting with you, Fran. Really
0: appreciate it. Likewise, Awesome. Cool. All right. Thanks very much. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.